This is an FOU Studios podcast. Alright guys, welcome to GXP, the Geek Experience Podcast. It's time to level up with some GXP. I got a nice big house today and we're going to have a really fun time doing some movie chatting. With me today, I have yet again, Suitman Stephen Campbell. Hello. Bill Murray is making a big comeback. Hello, hello. That's right, that's Bill Murray. Um, coming back again and gracing us, we have from Batsu, New York, uh, Epic Rap Battles of History and now running Sauce Cinemas, Brian Buchan Walters. Batsu! Yes, and our guest today, he's one of the best like comic book authorities I have ever met. He uh, works for the Cultural Arts Academy School in Brooklyn and he has a master's in education from Malloy. Steve Zeggers! I'm a bard. welcome to the show steve um so uh we always start off with a tell us a little bit about yourself because you are a guest so please tell us just a little bit about yourself uh well let's see i'm i'm a fan of most of the geeky arts um dungeons and dragons mostly comics that's probably my speciality Mm -hmm. um i'm more of a dc guy um, but i like marvel too i'm that rare flower that does both <laughs> and you know i love movies love all this kind of stuff so i'm really happy to come in and chat about it excellent well it's about time guys we've had some amazing movies come out we've had deadpool 2 we mm. had avengers affinity war yeah. we had solo a star wars story yes. so it's about time guys it's ready it's time to geek out so nice. let's start with the first one that came out in this chronology infinity war yes mm-hmm. What a fucking movie, guys. Like, from start to finish, it, it, like, I I remember just being gripped the entire fucking time in the theater. I saw it twice, I think, in theaters. Mm -hmm. But yeah, fuck, man. Is this entire episode going to be spoilers? Spoilers all over the place. Let's get that out of the way right away. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. Talking about the bubbles. Well, from the get go, with Loki being the first major character to die after 19 movies, right? Like, but is he really? Is he really? That's what I was wondering. I still like. I feel like the fact that it was such an intimate death, and right after Thanos says no resurrections, Mm -hmm. that has to be a permanent death. Haven't you heard all the fun like theories? Like he's in the Hulk's body. They Whoa. they could bring it back if they want to. Yeah, yeah. He dies in the comics every. I three mean, they weeks. can do anything they want with that stupid glove that they yeah. can just push a button on. <laughs> that is true. They really can't. I, I still feel like I, just because it was such a deliberate and again with the no resurrections, I feel like that truly was Tom Hiddleston's exit. But he's a and, god. Yeah. I, I feel like bringing Loki back at this point would actually cheapen Thor's narrative now, yeah. uh, because there was there was that beautiful poignant moment in the movie where he's talking with Rocket Raccoon and he says. You know, what more do I have to lose? Yeah. And, you know, he's lost his all his people. He's lost his brother, who he's finally reconciled with after 19 movies. Yeah. Uh, um, and it, it, just to bring Loki back after all of that, after, like, he put himself in a sun to get vengeance, you know, <laughs> it, it would feel like a... Like, oh, great. Here's a rabbit. Yeah, like, yeah. But to be fair, they did that a lot in Infinity Wars. I'm going to say they took the rabbit out of the hat on, like, multiple occasions just because. Gonna say. He's, Which he's not a rabbit, he's uh, a raccoon. He's well, a raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I hate, I'm standing stay by this. I hated being like, rat, like into it, like so into it. Like you said, I'm super into the movie the whole right. time. And then they were like, 
oh, let's just push that reverse button. Like, use the time turner and go but, back into. I, but that's I, the point. The point is that oh, once he got all the stones, oh. he's the most powerful he didn't thing even in need the galaxy. All the stones could have at least left like one behind. Yeah, he, he he needed all of them in order to snap. I guess it's valid. So, Peter, I don't know if you remember this, but one of the theories I gave for the soul stone was Heimdall's eyes. Yeah. And also in that first scene, that was immediately, immediately wiped out. Immediately fucking wiped out. And his last line is like one of the most badass last lines. It was, yeah. grant me the... Grant me the powers of the universe for this one last... Yeah, yeah. one last time. Yeah. yeah. And like, oh, such a good... I mean, that... Uh, like, I still think that the that opening scene where, like, they brought the Hulk in to be just beat up by Thanos mm-hmm. and uh, like it, like I didn't realize it until the second viewing but that is why Hulk didn't come out like right. it would yeah be, he's afraid yeah he's scared like it's so, it would be so easy to be like and Hulk comes out and now everybody's dying but by by making Thanos so strong that he just like beats the Hulk with you know skill yeah, like, yeah the Hulk's a little puppy and that's, in the corner that's why I think we're gonna get smart Hulk in the next one mm. I think we're gonna get banner Hulk that would be awesome. Spe- speaking of Hulk, actually, this this is a specific bone that I've picked, um, and that I I actually want to disagree with you all here. And okay. That I don't think Hulk is scared, um, and that I I think it's more that Hulk is angry with Banner, uh, and that the reason he doesn't want to come out is because all every time that uh, Banner summons Hulk forward, it's always, "Hey, deal with my problem, fix my problem, no. beat the person up." Uh, you know, he never lets Hulk out just to experience what? the world or do anything. Um, and it was the same reason that he was so unwilling to give up control uh, in Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And now he's not coming out again. He he got whooped on by Thanos. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm sick of it. Like, I, uh, you only bring me out to to deal with your problems. And, like, now you want me to deal with this problem that, like, even I can't deal with. And I think part of that reconciliation uh, speaking what you're what you're talking about with smart is, Hulk. is gonna come with oh. Smart Hulk is that yeah. they're gonna they're going to kind of bridge that gap and turn into like the Banner Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's cool. he was also treated as a champion and was a champion for so many years. We have no idea how long he was on yeah. Sakar, but his face was being built into that tower of all the, uh, all the amazing yeah, yeah all the champions. So, like, he must have been there for such a long time for him to go back to being Banner and then being treated, oh. as you said, like a a weapon, you know, deal with my problems. It's like, why would I want to do that if I just experienced glory for so long? That, yeah, that, I, I didn't think of it that way. I, I, I do want to say that because I don't want to relinquish my point entirely. I think it is a combination, though. I think it's mm. like, yeah. you want me to deal with my your problems? I can't deal with this one, buddy. You're on your fucking own. Like, well, yeah. like, I hope they open up the next movie, though, with him, like, on a nice, like, vacation. Like, it's him and, like, a cruise and the, whole, oh, the Hulk is out just, like, in his little shorts, like, in the sun, a little somber on the nips. That being said, I'm not usually a fan of the let's so how strong a character is by having him beat up a character who's very strong. Mm. I don't like that. You see that all the time in fiction and it's like hey, this guy's going to kick Superman's ass so you know he's strong because he can kick Superman's ass and yeah. that's kind of like it is a I very know, it's kind of lazy, I think. It is a it is a common trope, but again, I think I think I I still think this was a story writing device so that we could like not just have the Hulk come out and win so right. many battles so quickly. Right. Yeah. You know who from that scene and the rest of the movie was so underrated was Ebony Maw. Yeah, such a good villain that I wanted so much more. No, you know, I'm so sad Squidward disappeared so quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hear me and rejoice. It's just so creepy. Yeah. Why was Valkyrie off filling Westworld instead of being in this movie? Right. I know. Right. 
uh, do she we, was cool. Was she one of? I guess we we got like some pseudo confirmations about Snap, like off camera snaps from yeah. the mm-hmm. Rooster Brothers. Was she one of the? They said she was in the escape pod with uh, uh, okay a bunch of other people. Okay, one of the half of the Asgardians right. that survived. Okay, yeah. Do we know about the Snap though? That she that she survived the the Great oh, Dusting. I don't know if they re- I don't know if they revealed that. Okay, great. I yeah, know. I don't know. Uh, one canon thing in the MCU that I was like a little bit confused and upset with was uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. We established that Drax's nipples are very sensitive. <laughs> yeah, but he has a couple different moments in Infinity War where he's wearing a seatbelt or he's wearing something over his nipples, and he doesn't mm. seem bothered by it. I guess they had too much too much stuff to talk that's about. True, that's true. That's true. They didn't want to spend thirty seconds on. They, yeah, they needed more. Like all they needed was like, all we need is Tony Stark. Just more Tony right. Stark. We want the whole movie to be Tony Stark. That's <laughs> yeah. what they needed. Well, I, it's also like it, it was like it really was a tightly written movie. For, it was. Like, all the all of the characters they were juggling, like nobody had like there were some characters had as few as like like half a dozen lines or fewer. Fewer. Yeah. Which like, brings me to a very important point. Um, Black Widow. Now, I have mm. a huge issue with Black Widow. Number one, I think she's just a throwaway character. They're just like, we have a girl that kind of kicks ass. But they don't really, I mean, I don't know much about the comics. I'm going to put it that way. I just don't like her. It's not that I don't like her. I want to like her. I want to know more about her. But she's such a throwaway character that I'm frustrated that she's like featured all the time and she's not dead. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm just like, she was, ah. Well, oh, she's not as throwaway as Hawkeye. No, no, no. I mean, I would, but I would have rather seen Hawkeye. At least he yeah. jokes about his like worthless list. Like, well, is this like Legolas? I believe it, it. Like in the in the comics, she's a Russian spy, and she like in uh, from what I at least from especially from from the other video games that were Avengers. Like she's more common than like doing espionage and like behind the scenes kind of work. And so like while she can kick ass, and we see that a lot. Like her strength as, and ability is not necessarily in like I'm going to kick ass. It is it's like the interrogation with Loki. Like she will flip it around well, on Loki she, and just she be does, like, though. I mean, she's like the Avengers version of Batman in a lot of ways. Well, yeah, she's, yeah. She's there. Well, she's been the leader of the team. She like kicks ass. She's the one without powers who runs in there and you know. Yeah, she's yeah. Fearless. Yeah. She yeah. is totally she's fearless. But I have to say, like she's. I think there's a moment where she saves the scientist girl. I forget her name. Cool scientist girl from Wakanda. That's her name. Shuri. Shuri. That's cool scientist girl. Cool scientist girl from Wakanda. I was like, she's got all this cool stuff. She's using like these awesome little zip zappers on her hands and stuff. And then Black Widow comes and saves her. For me, I was like, let her do her own thing. She can do it. Wakanda's like awesome. And she's like the center of all things cool. She's the Tony Stark of Wakanda. It makes me sad that she didn't get like more. I don't know. I love her. I want her to be the no, next Shuri, Black Panther. Shuri is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I bet she'll be the next Black Panther. I gotta hope so. <sighs> I do want to point out, though, that in all of the promotional material for Infinity War, there was this shot that, like, all the, everybody had screenshots of it. Everybody running through the forest. Yes. Captain America. Um... Uh, uh, Hulk. Yeah, Hulk Hulk was Hulk there was there's a, there's uh, a pop of Hulk busting out of the Hulkbuster armor so that might be from part two I was gonna say a big a big part of what I think is they're, they're using footage from part two mm. because like I feel like there's gonna be some weird time like jumping that happens there has yeah. to oh 100% they're time turnering hardcore yeah. they're a Harry Pottering also Ant-Man and the Wasp is the next movie yeah and I think Totally has something to do with connecting it to Infinity War Part Two, or even con- connecting it to Captain Marvel. Well, because the, the yeah. quantum realm is outside of time and space. Correct. Yes. Hank Pym says that. Yes. yes. Which seems exciting to jump into, which means I have to keep my mind open about the next one and just be okay with the fact that they're going to push the button all the time. <laughs> yeah. <they're>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's inevitable. It's yeah. inevitable. The yeah. button's happening. Well, yeah. 
I mean, we wouldn't have the Infinity Stones ac- accessible if we weren't going to press the button. That's valid. I'm pro-apocalyptic myself, so I'm Team Thanos. But I'm interested <laughs> to see, um, uh, what's his name from Doctor Strange? Um, Wong? Not Wong. Um, uh, the the guy that turns, like in the post credit scenes, like the bad guy now. Oh, Mordo. Oh, yeah. Mordo, Mordo, yeah. Aaron Mordo. He does say that um, uh, there is always a, the, the bill gets passed. Like, mm-hmm. someone's going to have to pay for it, so... I'm interested. It, Thanos was using that thing like you know, yeah, like a keyboard. So I'm interested to see like Speaking what. Of, can the... you guys clear something up for me? So somebody told me the thing where they like rewatched it again. And okay. They saw Thanos do the glitter thing. Did anybody else like catch on? Somebody was like trying to convince me at work recently that Thanos was one of the one of the people chosen to die. That Thanos was glittering away at the end. Like they saw a glimpse of it. And no, I, he was I retired. didn't catch it. He was retired on his farm. <laughs> that's like a comic yeah. book thing in the comics yeah. he goes and he retires basically okay cool I just like, wanted to double check because yeah. somebody was trying to argue that with me do. I was like I didn't see that he's, I didn't see glitter like he's like I also have to imagine that when he snaps his fingers it's I survive along with only half of mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. cool I feel cool, like cool, yeah, cool. that's that's a built in thing so. uh, I wasn't sure he said yeah. it was you know yeah, up to, yeah, yeah. it was up in there yeah. anyone he could have died well after he snaps his fingers the first thing that we see is black and then we see the water and then we see young Gamora and and I think he that's inside the soul stone mm-hmm. or like that's the soul realm. Right. So I'm wondering if eventually all the other characters or all the other half of the universe is going to be in that soul stone or soul realm. Or yeah. trapped in the soul yeah. itself. Yeah, see, this is this is the kind of thing where if you read the original comic book story, you know a lot of this stuff already. So mm. tell us. Please, we're here, for, we're yeah, here please, for the spoilers. In, in the comics, there's a character named Adam Warlock. Yeah. Who is not in the movies, but yeah. his, he's his cocoon is at the end of Guardians. Yes, 2. Okay. okay. He comes out of that thing. In the comic, he takes control of the gems from inside the soul gem. Mm. So I think that Doctor Strange is going to do that. I think Doctor Strange is going to be inside the soul gem, and he's going to do something to mess with the way the gems work. Mm. So I'm maybe there'll be attack of the Avengers from outside, but from inside Doctor Strange. So I think they're all going to be in the soul gem. Yeah. That makes sense. I think Doctor Strange is going to pop up in Captain Marvel with the one million or however many million uh, possibilities. Like during that time travel, he's we're going to see him and be like, "You're the only one who can save us." So like these are this is the path you should take or whatever. He's going to help out in Mm -hmm. some way and connect it all. Um, I also think because she is friends with Nick Fury because Nick Fury has the pager or whatever. Yeah, uh, steampunk beeper thing. There, yeah. <laughs> there's going to be this thing with Shield, and you know that how Shield is Hydra, especially in the '80s, '90s. Like, there's going to be something there, and there was rumors that Ronan and yeah. uh, Jaiman Hansu's character are coming back, along with Clark Gregg, who plays Agent Coulson. Yeah, it's going to be like <laughs> it's going to be like yeah. Coulson with hair or something, or <laughs> even uh, Nick Fury with hair or yeah. both eyes. Oh, I'm on board. So we'll yeah, see. I I mean it's cool that they're putting in the '90s because like what what the fuck is gonna happen? Because the now? '90s is cool now. Peter? The '90s has always been cool. <laughs> it's 90s, extra cool. I now. will maintain that the '90s will always be the perfect era for movies because there was just enough technology that you could you could do cool shit, but not everybody had like a supercomputer in their pocket. Like Titanic. Mm. And they still made practical dinosaurs. Right. That's right. And they still yeah. made practical uh, puppets, dinosaurs. though, mind you, a lot yes. of those were puppets, which was what yeah, made practical. it so cool. Yeah. Who would it. come to life when it rained out and they got wet? And I know. Snapping <laughs> things, which is my favorite story. Ever. So cool. Such a good story. Um, uh, well, I, are we are we good on Infinity War? We we yeah, talked a lot thing, about it. I, yeah. I had two quibbles with it. I Please. thought Iron Man's armor looked like crap. I didn't like the fully CGI armor. Mm. Didn't like it. And 
being a fan of the comics and having read the story in the comics, it made me really miss a lot of the characters that they didn't have access to. Mm, it made me yeah. really miss the Silver Surfer because he plays such a big part in the comic. No, it made yeah. me miss the Fantastic Four. Yeah. No, it, it I. It made me miss yeah. Wolverine jumping out and stabbing Thanos in the chest oh. and it not doing oh, anything. Oh, that would have been so cool. The, the, the X-Men being absent from the MCU is just yeah. so fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, the Fantastic Four and all those cosmic characters that they don't have access to, like, like Galactus and all that, yeah. they play such a big part in the comic and they're just not there. Yeah. It bums me out. No, it's I, I totally understand. But, like, it's... For me, it's it's the same reason that Civil War has always just kind of felt weird, uh, like weird as the Civil War, because like the X Men in Civil War, right. like it literally was a civil war versus right. like, and it sounds it, like like mean to say, but like rather than like friends fighting in a yeah. parking lot, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, right? yep. So one thing about Iron Man's uh, armor that I enjoyed this time around was he had that rocket booster, yeah, and it made me think about in Civil War. When Rhodey gets uh, buzzed by the Vision's laser, and he's starting to fall down to the ground, and he's trying to catch him, but he doesn't catch him in time, I feel like he wanted to get a more powerful boost Mm -hmm. to be able to push him even further, you know? So speaking of rockets, that's a question I have. So in all of Infinity Wars, and I I loved Black Panther, there was plenty Mm -hmm. of cool spaceships and like ships that they had built. Yes. Mm -hmm. I feel like there was a lack of cool technology that was not used, like ships or like it was just people fighting people instead of like let's use our armor you know we like made this is like the final battle almost for wakanda why like all stops should be it was there for the aliens yeah wakanda was like oh we'll just leave those things inside and park you know i was confused i wanted to know why they made that decision any inklings? I don't know. I, I mean, a part of it is if you do. I mean, th- there was those fucking four-armed weird things that were fighting through the dogs, uh, right. demon dogs, the, the demon. I don't remember what they're called. Um, so I think that a part of it is like, you know, I mean, War Machine kind of was like only he was only strafing along the edge of the shield anyway, and that's going to be friendly fire, like risking no matter what. Mm. So I feel like that's a part of it. Um, like when I. Um, uh, one of the other guests we had, Nathan, um, uh, he was talking to us about Star Wars and tactics and Clone Wars and stuff like that. And one of the oh, things he mentioned was even if you have airstrikes planned, they're not going to necessarily go the way you want them to. And so it's mm-hmm. risky, especially with a ground assault, if you're going to be doing like strafing runs. You're like thinking that. it. I like where you're going because you're thinking it from like the military perspective, like actually making it a real life assumption. Like we don't want to hurt all the civilians. Well, right. Yeah. You, don't, you also don't want to like do a bombing run and then say, oops, sorry, we blew up Captain America, guys. Sorry. They had, right. no, they had no problem doing it with the aliens, though. They were like, we'll take out all stops to kill the alien tax. And they know when well, the... Yeah. I'm, I'm the same now. thing. There's more aliens. Right? Well, you know, honestly, for all we know, they actually were like the the ships were flying around to try to hit those. You Maybe know, I'll see it. I'll you know what? I'll save it for things. part two. I'll save it for yeah. part two. Wait, I'm uh, part two. It up. I'm also assuming that like there's also like it takes time to mobilize. So like it might have been like, hey, we have to fire up the jets. Well, half of them are th- going through a cleaning cycle, and half the pilots, you know, are yeah. dead from the Sorry. civil war we just had. Yeah. They're all being cleaned. Time is like kind of crazy in this moment because they say to Shuri, like, we need you to get. The, the you know the milestone yeah. out of uh, vision. How long do you think it'll take? Uh, I don't know. It'll take me a little bit of time. We'll do it faster, and then all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Aliens sure, show up. Man. Like we don't have any. You have even less time. Yeah. Like how is she? 
you know, being able to do all that she's under pressure. She's a badass. Yeah. That was yeah. a big. That was a big like Scotty moment from Star Trek. Right. 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 It'll take him three weeks. You have two hours. <laughs> right, I'll do it, Captain. Great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. That, that, yeah. 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 She's the new Scotty. But yeah, I think I think that that's the best point. Is that time wise, it's like great. Let's go fight. Okay, right. we can yeah. do this. Yeah. And just to, just to remind everybody how depressing this movie is, did you guys all hear what James Gunn said Groot's last words were to Rocket? Oh, yeah. Oh, what was no. it? <laughs> Dad. Yep. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. Wait, question. That I now have another question. You brought up Groot. So the Groot hand thing that made the, the big yeah. axe, does that mean Groot's hand on the axe is going to disappear, or does that mean no. the axe stays? Oh. Well, was... Bucky's arm disappeared. Which oh. So I'm sense. confused about yeah. that. how the disappearance I think, is happening. I think... I, I, I'm just going on a limb. Please just fill me Igno- in. Ignoring, uh, yeah. <laughs> ignoring plot armor and everything, like story-wise, it wouldn't make sense. I think what we can justify is that it's now just wood. Okay. Like, it yeah. is removed from the sentient being, and now it's just a wood handle. All right. Yeah, has to be the most powerful piece of wood I mean, to hold the Stormbreaker. The thing that also, kind of, like, yeah, he picked, uh, Groot picked up Stormbreaker. Yeah. And cut off his arm and gave it. But to like, no, like Groot picked up Stormbreaker. Yeah. Like right. that's nothing. Like he put down his game and picked up Stormbreaker. Yeah. But like he, like he lifted. Like, I, I he's mean, the, remember he's the Iron Giant. He's also and good, he's, I guess. Oh, Groot is also was like he pure. Yeah. It while it was fully formed into a hammer, maybe he was still lifting it with his components, and then right. it finally became uh, a hammer. And kind of went thunk and I also out. think there's more to Groot than everybody truly understands. Like the real trees in the real world, I think there's more to more to Groot yeah. that we haven't really gotten That's into. Fair. We've there never. Are, s- uh, oh, sorry. No, no. Uh, I was just gonna say there are very interesting theories that um, Groot and like the Groot people are actually like sentient spawns of Yggdrasil. The world tree, mm. uh, and that's why um, Groot language is an elective on Asgard mm-hmm. because they they're actually like um, yeah. That would also explain why you could why you could lift the pieces if he yeah. is a spawn from the world tree. Mm. Yeah, and why why such a component like why his limb actually works to finish this Norse mythological weapon. Wow, that <laughs> is a great point. Supposedly, we've never even seen his final form yet. Like supposedly. In, Volume one, that's not the adult Groot. That's like a young adult Groot or something. Oh, huh, I didn't know that. So he's like eight <laughs> feet tall. But final form. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, huh. that'd be yeah. really cool. I really want a Groot cool. movie. Yeah. Yes, Groot and Rocket. No subtitles. Yeah. No, yeah, no subtitles. <laughs> but the, I mean, that's the way it's been, and that's yeah. the way it has to like be. Yeah. That way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like R two D two. You can't, you mm-hmm. can't give subtitles to R two D two or Chewy or Chewy yeah. or BB eight. Speaking yeah. of Chewie, this is a really, <laughs> really good segue. Go. I really want to talk about Solo, a Star Wars story, guys. Okay. It was yeah. so good. It was yeah. good. It was so good. Surprisingly, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. Like, no, I feel I went in expecting to not like it. I did too. I'm so proud of you guys. This is like such a good feeling. I feel yeah. like I've only heard negative things, and my heart literally just flew away in happiness. Thank I, you. I, I like if like at this point I've accepted that there are like two two halves to the Star Wars fan base. Yeah. Mm. Real the fans. Of, the light in the dark. The light in the dark. Like there are, <laughs> there are now yes the light side and the dark side of the fan base. And if you like going into Star Wars story, I admit. Nobody asked for this movie. Nobody said, hey, you know what? We should get a Han Solo backstory movie. But after watching it, it didn't even feel like a Han Solo backstory movie. It felt like just a heist, Mm. and Han Solo was a young character there. A Western. Yes, it, it felt like oh, a Western. Yes, it was Western just a fucking Western. Western. It was very, yeah. it was very Firefly-y. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, it was. That's why I liked Especially it. The train, the train heist. Yes. Oh. 
Yeah. Oh, that was God. a good heist. Yeah. And like, yeah, there were a couple moments like I kind of rolled my eyes at. So- like Solo? Solo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> Imperial Ellis Island. Yeah. yeah like, like that. <laughs> but, okay, it, it happens. Great. Just, just imagine if every character in Star Wars was named in such a way. Mm-hmm. So, like, literally, like the Skywalker line mm-hmm. is like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm some dude. And uh, here I am walking on the sky. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, what do we call you? Skywalker. That is how they Skywalker, named people yeah. in the Middle Ages. They were like, oh, you're a blacksmith. Oh, from now on, all generations will be called Mr. Smith. Yeah. You know? So, I mean,. Yeah, there is, is some there is some thought behind it. So some. Lando's intro is just <laughs> so beautiful. So beautiful. Oh. And he is Lando. And he, he is. He is He's so officially beautiful. Lando. Like the the moment you hear the voice and see him at the table, yeah. I was like, fuck the, yes, you the are moment perfect. You hear Han. Yes. yes. So good. Yeah. And like it's it, it like if, like yeah, when you watch the original trilogy, you're like what the fuck, what are they doing? Right. But once like in the in the extended universe, and now they kind of solidify it here. It's how he fucking teases Han. Like yeah. Yeah. it's just his little device to like get under Han's He's, skin. I'm, he, I mean, as as the as the person that is so turned on by him in the room. I mean, uh. oh, God. I don't think you're the only person. Okay. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. The cape so choices. To, I do like to, yes. to go back to like the Chrissy costume thing. Yeah. Oh, the cape choices. It's the idea that he had a closet. Of capes for people mm-hmm. to just go in and try it. I was like, that's so Lando. He yeah. would just be like, as many capes in the galaxy, please. There was a commercial, I forget which company did it, but it was like a cribs yeah. of the Millennium Falcon <laughs> and he showed the cape closets and he was like, this is for a dinner date. This yeah. is for, like he like named a bunch of them. It was so good. God, oh yeah. man, I hope he got to keep one of those. I bet he did. He did oh, yeah, sure. he did keep one at least. Oh, God, God, those so are good. Fun. And uh, um, Han kept a, a vest. Oh, cool. Yeah. Alden, yeah. Speaking of, I have a question about this. I've had some people, like, debate about, um, at least I've heard this since we're talking about it. Great. Uh, People are debating about, like, the pansexuality of of Lando, and I'm I'm sort of, like, baffled as to why people are so, like, angry about well, it like the dark side of star wars is very angry about this idea well the dark side of star wars is angry about the idea because of course he's a heterosexual why wouldn't he be he wants women but no, when no. you look at the idea he's just a fucking schmoozer he's a swinger he, dude he yeah. i mean he's a sw- he i mean he's talking to aliens aliens like as we know from just genetics on earth there are not two genders for every single no. species and some of them like the there's like triple x chromosome is also similar to x x y chromosome but that's not the exact same as like the Z chromosome, which is like, there are so many species that have so many different oh, yeah. types of genders. And Lando doesn't fucking care. Yeah. Right? And he was hitting on Han. There was like a moment where I was like, oh, he's oh, hitting on totally. Han. This is kind of hot for me. I'm into like, this. Yeah, Land, like, the dark side of Star Wars can go fuck themselves. Thank like, you. Yes, Lando is a pansexual, not necessarily just because of human genetics, but because like he's he, Twi'leks and everything. He hits on all. Right. It's just one of those dumb things that doesn't change the character right? in the slightest. Right, thank you. No. It doesn't cares. change who you are at all. You have Captain Kirk, you have uh, Star-Lord, and yeah. now you have Lando, who can, you know, they're loving all beings. They, yeah. I mean, by that nature, Lois Lane is a pansexual because right. she's from Krypton. Yeah. Hey, th- that's very fair. I mean, it's, again, yeah. Like, but he did, like, again, when you watch the movie, I'm not saying, well, he's, oh my God, why is he a pansexual? I'm watching the movie going, that's smooth motherfucker. Right? Oh, God, I'm so tired of all these people complaining about that stuff. I'm like, the movie's not really for you. It's for, like, the little girl running around dressed as Ray at the Comic Cons who finally Mm. gets to run around dressed as something cool. Right. You know, it's for Mm. them, not for us. Uh, Speaking of watching the movie, actually, Steve, I wanted to ask you, 
uh, you you said something interesting, which is I feel uh, no, might I resonate with a lot of people, is that you went into the movie expecting not to like it or right. with no mm-hmm. expectations. Right. Um, so what exactly about Solo uh, turned you? Like, what? how would you boil down that essence of the movie into what made it an enjoyable experience well, here, for you? Well, here's the thing. Han Solo, as played by Harrison Ford, is probably my favorite movie character ever. That, that's fair. Probably my favorite movie character ever. Like, I, I adore him because he's a scoundrel. The inside of my wedding ring says, I know, on it. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I have a 3D printer at work, and the first thing I printed out was Han's blaster. Nice. I just, he's my favorite character ever. So I went in saying, well, it's not Harrison Ford. This is going to suck. Mm. And then I walked in, and the guy playing him is, he's charming. Mm-hmm. Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah, yes. I mean, he's, he's charming. He's, you know, he plays it like a space cowboy. Mm-hmm. He's not Harrison Ford. He was yep. a little small for my taste. Like, <laughs> Harrison right. Ford looks like a gigantic man, and I'm used to, he like, does. the Indiana Jones Harrison Ford punch where he punches and you just yeah. hear that, like, sound of a two-by-four breaking. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy doesn't look like that. When he was fighting, you know, Paul Bettany, like, Paul Bettany looks like he could beat the shit out of him. Right. Yeah. But, like, you know, like Brian said earlier, it's just a super entertaining movie. Yeah. And it's, he's not the Harrison Ford that I, you know, grew up with. He's not that Han Solo, but that doesn't mean that it's not a super entertaining movie, which is what it was. At this, in the same breath, there were so many elements that came through. So, be- like, um, I, I watched it with um, Bess, and she straight up said, like, there were several moments where, it, like, a smirk he does, like certain. Yeah. yeah. He would smirk and was like, "That, that is fucking Han Solo." Like, there were so many moments where he saw the the important flashes. Yeah. And then again, it's like again, it was yes, it's still an origin story, but like when he hit with the rock with the rock with the thermal uh, detonator thing, mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> he's still learning how to effectively bluff. Right. But mm-hmm. it was enough to buy time to decide what he was gonna fucking do with that right. rock like it's it, I, yeah it's Even the way he's standing with the blaster on his hip at the mm-hmm. end where you just see that shot of him walking up with it, it was such a like a yeah. gunslinger shot yeah. yeah and he just does the little snap on the gun mm-hmm. and he's standing there getting re- it just it was so it was just just so han solo you yeah. know like you have to be able to separate these things yeah and again, uh, it's like when you saw ewan mcgregor originally as obi-wan you're like true it's eh. ewan mcgregor like but then eventually you know he became that character. Yeah. You can say that's that's Obi-Wan too. He was yeah. a saving grace of some oh, of those movies. No doubt. I would say, no doubt. I would say yeah. that for sure. You've been trying to say yeah, that? Yeah, going off of your question, for me, in the first 10 minutes that made me go, okay, I'm in, was uh, the scroll didn't come out. Mm-hmm. So Lucasfilm came out in the beginning, and then I threw... Conditioning. I'm expecting, you know, the intro. Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen, and I was like, this is different. Okay, I'm in already. And then the second moment was the war, the war scene. Yes. If I was like, this is so, like, Saving Private Ryan, yes, like, yes, yes. in your face, like, dirt in the air, people flying around. I was like, this is horrific. Yeah. And this is a side of Star Wars I've never really seen before, this camera angle I've never seen. And I was already invested. And that was, that, like, was very, that was very firefly Yes, mm. it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually uh, with with the technically lack of opening crawl, but still there was like there was opening text. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things that to me flashed. Like once that text started going, I was like, "This is this is one of the original writers of Star Wars. He yeah. he was he wrote it to have this opening 
crawl, but they established with Rogue One that the Star Wars stories are not going to have that. Mm. But they st- it was the long time ago text fading in and out, and I was like, this still it's still Star Wars in every inch of this, not opening crawl, but still opening like uh, exposition for us. Mm. It worked. Like I, that was one of the moments for me. I was like, this this works, and I know that this is Lawrence Cashton, and it's going to be wonderful. Okay, so uh, while we're on this topic, if you had to pick a character to have a solo uh, a Star Wars story movie about, who would you pick? Kenobi, hands down. I think that he has the most interesting, rich area to delve into. And they there's a reason that in the Rebels TV show, they bring back old Obi-Wan for some of the stuff. Like, there's there's so much room. And um, there's, a, there's a piece of fan art that kind of, like, solidified how cool this movie could be. It's a picture of, like, kind of halfway between um, episode 3 Obi-Wan and episode 4 Obi-Wan with his lightsaber. You see this wall behind him of wanted posters of the Jedi Masters, all with, like, X's and marked out. And you can see his face on there and Yoda's face on there mm. and it's, it's a it's a spotlight and he's like looks exhausted and it's like he's still fighting for his life that idea of like a fugitive style mm. like it's not over like yeah he went into exile but it's not fucking over yeah mm. that is what I want to see uh, I'm, I'm gonna cheat a little bit and I'd say Old Republic I'd love to see oh, an yeah. Old Republic Definitely. movie just yes kind of the just because there's that whole great mythology with you know, that dates back to ancient history in Star Wars, of yeah. the, you know, the Jedi and the yeah. Sith. And um, I, I don't I mean, for me growing up, the, the coolest part of Star Wars was lightsabers and the force oh, and, and yeah. all of that stuff, yeah. you know. Um, I know some people prefer like bounty hunters and more of the Firefly-esque like mm-hmm. space western gunslinging type stuff. Yeah. Uh, and like I appreciate that as well. But um, my my true geek comes out for all of the all of the force stuff oh, it ways, so, to me, that's what makes star wars star wars it is yeah, yeah. that's that, that that is a really big part of it yeah um i do want to say that they're there they've announced that the um uh, he was the voice of the forum little uh alien guy in solo um john favreau fa- uh was it oh yeah so yeah. um so john favreau he has a tv show um that's been announced and confirmed uh, live action for the Disney streaming service that's coming out. They've also confirmed that that's going to take place in episode after episode six, before episode seven. So it's going to oh, be the nice. it's going to be Resistance nice. era. Um, there's going to be an, apparently another animated TV show just called Resistance that's coming out. That again, obviously, it's pre episode seven. Will I get more of Haldo? I want to I want to know more about Haldo before <laughs> that whole like sacrifice. Thing. I have no idea. That's she's the character I want to know more about because she seemed so cool. And then I was like, but I only got like gentle little like tastes yeah. of her, and it you was. Don't, you don't get shame. enough of her. That it is a shame. See, I yeah. feel I feel that way about the bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. I want to see more IG eighty eight. Mm-hmm. I want to see more. I would just love to have a movie of just them bounty trying to find Han Solo. Yeah. Oh God, that'd that could be, be so like good. the cannonball run with bounty hunters just be, flying around looking yeah. for him. Um, the uh, to to really quickly finish, and then there's also the Ryan Johnson confirmed uh, new trilogy mm. that we have no idea if it's going to be farther future what they're doing with it. I have to assume that it's going to be a chronology thing. And there's but. The, the Game of Thrones guys too. I they're oh did they keep too, it? They? I didn't I didn't realize they kept it. So if they are keeping that, then great. So then there is room for it. And the, if if anything, the Game of Thrones guys are going to do it. I don't there's think money. Ryan, there's money in room. Yes, I don't think Ryan Johnson's going to do Old Republic, but I would definitely believe that the Game of Thrones guys would. So I would I would love it, and they 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 justify like like they you can see, um uh, sorry I'm I'm Star Wars geeking out yeah, right yeah, now yeah. um <laughs> you can see in all of the new Star Wars content that's coming out the dedication to those fucking dark side fans that's actually being presented, mm-hmm. and it's in Rogue One it was the simplest moment of the Hammerhead Corvette 
Like some people, like if they're watching the movie and don't know everything, they they don't fucking know what that's coming from. But it come, but they they used it in Rebels as like a, these are some old ships that are coming by. But if you played Star Wars: The Old Republic, you know that those are old Republic ships. Mm. Like it's it's a huge like we are listening move that the fucking dark side didn't listen to. Right. Mm. Oh. I would want to see more of L3 and Lando. Oh. Like their mm-hmm. origin of how they came together, how they got the Millennium Falcon, and also uh, going into more bounty hunter stuff. Yeah. Uh, it'd be cool to see how they're connected to Lando and then that comes together with uh, Han, you know, yeah. and Jabba the Hutt and all those characters. Well, they've confirmed that Solo is going to be, it's going to be three Solo movies. Oh. They have confirmed that. And so. Since the movie's been released? I guess I haven't heard since the movie's been released. Because it was technically the worst uh, box office open, and I'm, like, really yeah, yeah, worried yeah. about that. Uh, although the fans, you know, they were surprised, and they seem to enjoy it. The so. people, the, everybody that's seen it has been like, this movie is great, but I think they're, like, there was, you know, lashback and stuff like that. So I don't know. We'll see. We will I see. mean, there, there were plans for it. And I th- and um, the book that came out last shot is it's a wonderful Hando uh, Hando Han <laughs> that's their celebrity uh, celebrity Hando. couple name Han and Lando. Um, uh, it's a wonderful little like almost buddy cop kind of adventure with love the two it. of them, and I would I, I I would love to see more of that. Yeah, that, is Elthy the robot right? The cool? Yes. So uh, that I was gonna say that was one of my favorite parts was that I always thought the Millennium Falcon had like a thing about her. Like she definitely had a had a lady personality who was up to like up to things, and I was like, oh, it's so good to get this like awesome confirmation. Yeah, like, I was like, yeah. oh, there is a badass bitch inside like, the Millennium. Says, how did, yeah. where, where did your ship learn how to communicate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> such a great thing. Like I loved it. It's it's a small but amazing, and like that's why it it maintains its reputation as the fastest ship in the galaxy, not because of its engines, but because of L three. That's right. Mm. Such a good character. Such, such a good a, character. Such a fun so, character. Yeah. The happiness so fun. in that like part where she's like, I'm letting everybody free. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love this so much. So like social wise in our real world, yeah. I think like fifty years from now, it's gonna be about robots, androids, AI, mm-hmm. and like humans being attracted to that. And I think, you know, solo is so ahead of its time with this pansexual being being uh, it's like a totally normal thing like yeah. no one's questioning it and i wonder if uh, that's going to be a pioneer for you know 50 years from now 40 years from now like people referring to solo you know yeah. the most badass coolest character is yeah. in love with one like why can't i be in love well with i mean one? even in star trek they did that way before that's their true. time yeah. like hell there i mean as sim- as simple as well if it's the year 40,000 or 4000 how come captain Cur- uh captain picard is bald still and it's like well cuz it, it, he doesn't care, he doesn't care right about <laughs> it's it's the year 4000 didn't they do robot care. love in infinity wars too isn't that uh yeah that's true oh guy. yeah with yeah. vision, vision? Yeah. i bought yeah. guy <laughs> uh, and as long as we're talking about robot love, I mean, 2013's Her. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's fairly prescient, I feel like, in this point that you're bringing up. In yeah. That, uh, at a certain point, AI is going to reach, you know, social consciousness. Yeah. And right. uh, where where is the line? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, pretty soon we're going to have our own visions running around. Well, that's oh, that's man. what the that's what the solo movie like like it, it was, you know, it was a goofy like rev- like rebellion kind of thing, but it, it felt it was so fun, but like that's a question that's been in the Star Wars universe oh, for a yeah. fucking yeah. long time is How do we treat our droids? Like yeah, droids are sentient and like we connect with C3PO and R2D2 right away. We right. know that they're characters, but technically they're all enslaved. Yeah. So like 
what is like what is that social thing i love and it. there's at That's least right. one awesome droid bounty hunter who's yeah <laughs> who like yeah he's on his own thing yeah. he's doing his own thing and like r2d2's like the his mi mind has never been wiped which is why he's so quirky and, and like who he is that weird sadistic torture droid in jabba's palace yeah just because it's my favorite hitchhiker's yeah. guide to the galaxy it reminds yeah. me of when they're trying so hard to get like robots to actually think like humans they're giving the doors personalities <laughs> and it's like, when are we gonna get to that point i'm waiting yeah. for my sighing door yeah <sighs> <laughs> man but no i'm glad i'm not alone and like i'm so glad i'm not alone in my love of the the solo movie yeah like, so good so fun and like again it's not without its flaws yeah right and like i didn't need to see the kessel run but they executed in such a it was fun in a in a good way that i'm okay with and it. they managed yeah. to make it make sense yes something can be a measure of distance and you know make it mm -hmm. lower or whatever. They science. Right. Do they like thought they about this? Now, I will argue that in the original episode for script, Obi-Wan calls Han's bluff is one of the things they say. Huh? Like it says, Obi-Wan gives a look of disbelief. It's supposed to be like yeah. the original intention. What is that? I was like, I did the ghost run in 12 parsecs. And Obi-Wan's like, uh-huh. Mm. It still works because Obi Wan could be like, nobody can do that. Right. Plus, Chewie's rounding down anyway. Right. Yeah. So. He definitely made a joke about it. Being oh yeah. In the air. A, not if you round down, buddy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of exciting things, how did you feel about the reveal at the very end? The Darth Maul reveal. Oh, it was so oh, nice to see him man. come back. <laughs> I love him. So, uh, who here is? Um, I, I'm going to ask for a show of hands, but then I'm going to actually say who's, who's watched the Clone Wars TV show in this room. Nobody. Only Great. like two episodes. So okay, I haven't, but I know what happens. So um, uh, it's huge in the Clone Wars TV show. The Darth Maul, obviously, we all know he comes back with metallic legs, blah. That's great. Um, he actually is the kingpin of a huge underworld revolt that happens Ooh. on Mal uh, a Mandalore. Mm. Like he, he and his brother Savage are like they rally the underworld of the black sun which is mentioned in solo and uh several of the other syndicates and like he is their kingpin whoa i can't wait that yeah. sounds fun and the fact that um when we went to the mine um you know that square-faced guy with the the two little eyes yes that is yes. a that was an in like a real life version of uh, a character that was introduced in the clone wars tv show not a character but like a type of wow. alien crossing over it's crossing over and so they're totally and i hope they still like i hope they do they do it i want that underworld war yeah. with Darth the Maul movie was very there. cartoonish so i assume they're basing a lot of it off of the cartoons yes, yes. Yeah, I was gonna... the 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 final thing and i think that this might be what they're going to do is i think they're going to actually have obi-wan come in through this solo trilogy yes mm. and yeah. darth maul Who's there faces off with Obi Wan? Are you saying that's going to be the ending? Again. Is that that moment? Or I'm, I'm hoping that it kind of like crosses over into the actual movies and the end of it all. I can't. I mean, not to go back to the movies we don't care about, but well, no, it's I don't I don't know exactly how they're gonna they pull it off. I know that in Rebels, um, Obi Wan and Darth Maul have a final showdown, but I really want to see. Really want to see that? Yeah, mm, you could also cosplay that, Peter. Not that anybody can see you right now, but you're a perfect Darth Maul cosplayer. Thanks. Or <laughs> does, does he chop him in half like years. vertically now? <laughs> <laughs> Finish it. That'd be really funny. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I think, and I'm really excited about I'm that. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, it's watching Solo after having so much love of the Clone Wars. There is so much that yeah. they bring forward. And a character named Kira, which is my real name. Yeah. And I'm always yeah. very excited to have Kiras in movies. Hell yeah. Whoop, whoop. 
Well, there's two Peters in Infinity War, and I was I'm like, that's yeah, true. That's oh, Peters are everywhere. Peters are. There's also at least one Steve. A lot of Peters. There's, yeah, there is, there's at least one Steve. And he has at one woman's one. boyfriend, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess that that brings us to the end of the solo conversation, unless anybody else had anything else. I'm fine with no, it. No, no, no. Yeah. I thought it was a great discussion. You? Uh, just fun factoid about fun uh, about Darth Maul, uh, something that I really appreciated. I looked for it in the credits after the movie. Uh, they got Ray Park back. Yeah, they got yeah. Ray Park back for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, he deserves it. Little upset that they used a voiceover and did not let Ray Park like speak his own lines. But huh. the voiceover, I'm pretty sure the voiceover was the Clone Wars guy though. Yeah, it was Sam Will. Oh. Yeah, something. Yeah, Whittier. That's cool. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure they did because I, I heard the voice and I was like, ah, that's that's the that's the Clone Wars guy. Yeah. Nice. So they had to give them both a little. I mean, yeah, it's they like a lot of work. before they before they choose one or the other or like choose something else, they like to do the fusion and then. You well, know. in the original movie, it was Peter Serafinowicz, wasn't it? In one. In the original movie, where he just he has one line. No, in episode one, it's Ray Park. I thought. I don't think it is. Oh, no, it's Ray Google. Yeah. Something to look up later. Google. I lost two hundred lost episodes, should I? Yeah, again, I thought that was right part of it, but maybe he was. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna double check that really quickly. You guys uh, have a conversation. You know Google. who's been killing it this summer, or yeah, he is. He's been killing it this summer. Is he's in uh, Soldado? What is it? Um, oh yeah, Sicario, Sicario Soldado. Yeah. He's in Infinity War as Thanos, oh, yeah. and in Deadpool two as Cable. Josh Brolin is killing it this he's summer. He's killing it. He's in the biggest movies of. So the, is Childish Gambino. We got to give some credit yeah, out. They're course. both yeah. like they are both like tip top world. Like forget anybody else. They're just it. They're Man, the it people. They're killing it. So yes. Yes. really quickly, um, uh, it's again portrayed by Ray Park, but yeah, voiced by Peter uh, Serafinowicz. Look at you, you nerd. Nicely done. Wow. Whoop whoop. Huh. And then Samuel uh, Whitwer that was the voice for Solo with Star Wars Story in the Clone Wars. So. This was such a geek yeah, out. I mean, that was such an official yeah. geek Red out Park debate. has a decent voice. Like, I don't know why he couldn't I do think it. it's not, sin- like, I think they really want, they yeah, really, no, he they really want that. that. But he could just <laughs> drop it an octave. It's one line. Yeah, That's know. true. I don't know. It is kind of weird. <laughs> it's like, Ray Park, you can do the body of Darth Maul. Hey, whatever. <laughs> the body's good. Hey, they got a proud tradition in Star Wars for that. Mm. <laughs> they do. They have a very proud tradition of one body, one voice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and Warwick Davis came back, and Warwick yeah. Davis came back, and I was so glad they didn't try to like make him like he's an alien or something. It was just right. it was fucking Warwick just Davis. Warwick yeah. Davis, Be yeah, Warwick Davis. He's yeah. reunited with Ron Howard. Time for Willow too. Oh, speaking of Ron <laughs> yeah. Howard, uh, Ron Howard's brother. Yeah. Ron Howard's brother <laughs> yes. was in it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he was in it too as a skeevy fucker. I know. It's just, I, I, it's, it was. I saw it. and I was like, of course Ron Howard did this. Of course this. he gave him a part. That guy deserves it. Man. What is his name? Clint. Uh, is that really his name? Clint, Clint Howard. Ha- oh, of what a name. Clint Howard. Yeah. Clint. He's in everything. He yeah. deserves it, though. His yeah. brother like really looks yeah. out for him. I wonder if he gets his own roles ever, or if it's always through his brother. I think it's only through his brother. Oh, shame. Yeah. Well, every movie set in NASA in the 60s, he's in it. That is yes. true. That That's is very true. true. He's also in Austin Powers as the one who sees oh, the, uh, yeah. the space, uh, uh-huh. the rocket. Yeah. yeah. I like him. I think he's in Little Nicky too. It's something really weird. God, he's in strange. He's, oh yeah, he's the guy cross dressing in the windows in Little Nicky. That's right. That's, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a vivid imagery that never goes away in my brain. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna move on now um, to Deadpool two. Yes. 
Deadpool 2. What a... F- like, I, the first one is... Like, every time I watch it, I, I'm amazed at how tightly written it is. I didn't mm. see it until very recently, but now, right. like, I, I can't get over, like, the, the entire movie. It's like, this was given so much love and attention. Yeah. And Deadpool 2, it's, like, it's... Again, I don't think it's as tightly written, but it's still so fucking good. Mm. So well written. If you watch the movies back-to-back, there are so many uh, crossover funny lines and stuff like mm-hmm. uh in the first one with colossus they make a uh a robocop reference and then oh, in yeah. the second one he straight up calls him robocop and uh th- there are a lot of little clashes in both of them that mm-hmm. i was like this so, is so beautiful i've never seen either so i'm oh. gonna ask you guys now the four of you to sell me on actually watching both of those movies like do you like superhero movies I do, but I'm specific about them. That's not going to sell me. I need more. Do you like Ferris Bueller's Day Off where he breaks the fourth wall and talks to the audience? Yes. Yes. All right. Do you like movies that make fun of themselves? Oh, yeah, actually. Do you like uh, Ryan Reynolds making fun of himself for bad choices he's made in his career? I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you like raunchy humor and gore? Yes. I mean, so these I, these movies are for you. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> every question we've just asked is something that you will find in Deadpool. All right, cool. Then I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to consider it when I go home then. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's so much fun. Uh, for I, I have a movie night that I host called Sauce Cinemas, and one of the drinking games we did for Deadpool 1 is uh, it's a lot of flashbacks going back and forth. Mm. So every time that happens, have a drink because it's <laughs> going to be a fun first half of the movie i will actually do that tonight i genuinely yeah. have yeah. a plan now it's there you go yeah, yeah, see, the, deadpool is not my kind of superhero I, I i very much like you know hokey you know big smile on your face uh, drink a glass of milk and cookies superhero <laughs> <laughs> the way superman should be and the way i hope shazam is mm. that's my kind of superhero mm. I, I like you know orange t-shirt aquaman riding on a seahorse that's my kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> that being said they're just a lot of fun they're really, really fun movies. Like it's, it's just this like crazy. Keeps one upping itself in terms of the gore, in terms of the humor. Colossus was always my favorite member of the X Men, mm-hmm. and he gets his due in these movies the way he never did in the X Men movies. Yeah, he actually gets a lot to do, and he's 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 fun. He's just a big giant metal Russian dude who's like super strong, and <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. just a lot of fun. And yeah. the, the supporting characters are all fun. Cable yeah. was great. Uh, I loved Negasonic Teenage War, uh, Warhead's uh, girlfriend. Negasonic yes. longest name ever. Hey, Yukio. <laughs> just, Yukio. Every Yukio. single time that happened, it made me laugh. So, like, every single time. Oh, God, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So good. Just, just so he goes, hi. Just uh, kill him. Kill yeah. him. Hey, Wade. Hey, Yukio. <laughs> just so funny. So, uh, Steve, you being a comics expert, you just said Deadpool's not your kind of hero. Yes. Have you have you read Deadpool comics? Or? I read like X Force number one back when it first came out. I have the issue he was first introduced in, but I have not read anything more recent with him. Mm. Okay, because I'm not a fan of like forced wackiness. I'm not a fan of you know. Oh look how crazy this is. Oh Deadpool, you so crazy. Like I go into Seven Eleven, I see all the signs of like you know Deadpool on the Slurpees, and I'm just like, all right, I get it. He's he's funny. He's making fun of himself. It's just not. It's just not for me. Mm. So I haven't. I have not read his comics. Okay. Okay. I I was going to ask you um, if you were familiar with the the comics. I I haven't like read a lot of Deadpool comics uh, myself. But you being the expert here, I was going to ask um, what direction you see them taking, kind of X Force and Deadpool, like what narratives 
you think they might be setting up to well, continue that franchise? X-Force was always kind of a more crazy version of the X-Men. So it's, you know, it's time travel and it's mm-hmm. all these crazy things and all these crazy kind of, it, it was very much a product of the 90s where it was all these kind of crazy extreme characters with swords and spikes and jackets and, you know, lots of pouches and things Acidic like that. Acidic vomit. Jackets. And I can see it going, yeah, every in, in the 90s, everybody Wild. wore a jacket over their superhero suit for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> bring it back. They the all wore dusters. Cool. This is where Gambit came from. And uh, just everybody yeah. had a trench coat over their costume. Hey, trench coats can be pretty cool. Even Wonder I Woman agree. wore a jacket for a while. She had a denim jacket and a terrible costume that she had. But so I can see it being just, you know, one up again, getting even more crazy. There's no reason mm-hmm. that, like, you know, they couldn't have Deadpool and X Force go fight something like Galactus, go fight something crazy with mm. Cable and all these like other characters. Except, you know, X Force, you know, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, they have to repopulate it a little bit. Yeah. One thing I really uh, enjoyed about the second one was Domino. Domino yes. Was she was such mm. a fantastic character, and I thought. How is this character going to even, like, contribute just being, like, someone who's lucky? Like, what does that even mean? And then it's like, boom, boom, boom. One after the other, you're like, I love this character so much. I was actually leaving Batsu one night, and we were on the subway. We were on the R train, and she got on the train with us. (gasps) And she was right behind us, and we were just kind of like, and (laughs) it was clearly her, and, you know... Of course, I didn't say anything because whenever I see a, a celebrity, I just freeze up and you know don't do anything. But yeah, <laughs> it was really cool because it was like she was right there and it was her, and it was like, wow, you're you are awesome. Like she was so fun mm-hmm. in the movie. So yeah. fun. She's a improv uh, improviser in in New York. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, God, just super she's cool. She's in the circus. I'm so. Gosh, there you go. You've added a, to it. One more reason for me to watch it. She's amazing. Go. God, she's amazing. Super charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what you were just saying with the X-Force, I love the way this movie promoted uh, X-Force and, like, Deadpool Mm. and everything. And it reminded me of, like, Iron Man 3 where they were building up uh, the uh, Mandarin. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is it. But Iron Man 3 did not do it for me in that sense because the first time around I was so excited for the Mandarin. And then it was like, you know, I'm Charles Blackley or, like, whatever. Trevor. Yeah, Trevor, 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 Trevor Slattery, or yeah. something yeah. like that. Um, this way, this one, Deadpool two did it uh, in a much better way, I yeah, think. I and think I so. enjoyed, I enjoyed I just, the final product. Yeah, because you know, I said I, I saw a trailer for Deadpool after I'd seen it, and like they shot material yeah. specifically for <laughs> the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like talk about like a an intentional like build up for something that they they know is not going to happen. Like oh, so funny to me. I would yeah. love to see more Terry Crews though because he's. So funny. So funny. Yes. That would have been really good. Who's your favorite superhero? Peter. <laughs> uh, Peter Parker, Peter Quill. No, 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 no. just just Peter. Peter. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a, the ad. <laughs> talk talk about another like really funny way to like like just Deadpool's character. It's like, no, I I'm just here. It's like great, you're in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and Dopeender. And like just yeah. being a minor character in the first one, like yeah. getting a more prominent role. I was like, yes, Dopeender. Dopeender yes. was so I love to say, my body and hands are so soft. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Uh, I I don't I don't know if everyone noticed this. I, w- I wanted to ask you guys if you noticed this, but in the closing shot of Deadpool two, um, they're all like walking away from right. from that uh, from the wreckage of the fight or whatever, uh, and you can see in the background Juggernaut yeah. climbing out of the pool. Yeah. Uh, nice. Did Did you guys notice that? Yeah, at I saw all? that. 
Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I mean, it was like it was an establishing shot, but like I could see the the twitching in the pool, and I was like, okay, there, there there's something's gonna happen there. Mm. So like my focus went right there. But yeah. So I'm thinking that moving forward, we're going to be having X Force versus the Juggernaut, That'd and be like, cool. mm. which I I feel like he is he is just an underappreciated villain. Yeah. Like he. He is like just crazy powerful. Like you think, yeah. like oh, it's it's so dumb. He's got like what momentum is his superpower or whatever. But uh, but really, like with Ciderac and and that whole like mm-hmm. mystical element, like maybe they can get some cameos with Doctor Strange in yeah. there or something. Yeah. I think it oh, would man. be. Uh, I I think it's uh, it's so in the nature of these writers to take this villain who is like not quite in the limelight. And give him a more prominent role oh, yeah. in this I mean, well, shared universe. As an old school X Men fan, seeing him and Colossus fighting was just so satisfying. Yeah, yeah. That's just that was always so built up in the comics. Yeah, the strongest X Men versus their strongest villain, and it was it was cool. I mean, I don't think Doctor Strange will make it in because they are two different studios. But I do think that like they might bring in some of the um, some of that other the X Men from that studio into this one. Because I mean, the the really funny almost throwaway joke <laughs> oh, of like man. you'd think they could just throw some. Bone and beast just yeah slow. yeah close that door <laughs> yeah god I mean the, the juggernaut was such a such a great uh, reveal mm-hmm. and and the main thing I remember from X three was oh, I'm the juggernaut bitch yeah. and I was like oh. the entire movie I was hoping for one little throwaway line there yeah. but it didn't happen but yeah the the Thanos. Uh, <laughs> The Thanos joke was pretty great with the uh, cable. Josh, yeah, Josh Brolin. God. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. 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 I mean, we were just saying a little bit earlier. He's what a fucking like summer he's having. Yeah. He's but, been yeah. working hard the last. Technically, two years. it was like yeah, it was like last summer. And yeah. Right. 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 This summer's like where he gets to like relax and watch it all, just like be done. Like yeah. good for him though. Like billions. Or he's filming more. Billions. Probably. Yeah. I'm sure. But yeah. yeah. God. Fuck yeah. Uh. Other sorry, uh, yeah. Deadpool two. Well, it, it's with Deadpool two. Um, I, I again, it's like he is one of the X Men, but they also did a, such a great job. But he is kind of a periphery outside character, mm. and everything that's written is so like poignant to his story. Like, yeah, he's interacting with the X Men, but I love that it really is just it's Deadpool's story. They're not trying to tie it into. Like they're not trying to make him now like a member of the the <laughs> you know the X Men first class cast. It's just you know. Yeah. Well, he's super anti that. That's the main thing and from I lo- the but, first movie. Right. But again, I just love just how like it, it's like it is his fucking story. He's going to do his thing. Yeah, I'll have run-ins, but it's just it is his fucking story. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it works great. I think it works so well. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder like, you know, I, I'm kind of done with the X-Men movies, especially after uh, Apocalypse. Like I didn't even watch that one, yeah, to be honest. I didn't either. And yeah, don't rush out and do that. Yeah. <laughs> but like if they make another one... Uh, I guess they're making that horror one it's, coming out soon, right? There's the New Mutants, and there's also New uh, Dark Phoenix. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Which I think got delayed towards to next year. It was supposed to come mm, out sooner. Forgot about that, yeah. The New Mutants being a horror film. Are, yeah. are they getting Sophie Turner for Dark Phoenix? Yeah, she's in it. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, she's in it. Huh. Sold. <laughs> there you go. There's a, there was another Marvel thing. That was, I think it was Marvel, at least. A comic booky thing, Cloak and Dagger, is yeah. a show that's coming out. That's Marvel, right? Yeah, yes. that's on uh, Freeform. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it just popped in my mind. You well, were going to say something. mutants, but I don't know if they will be on the show because mm. rights to mutants and whatnot. Right. Yeah, I don't remember. But you were going to say something before, Brian. No, no. Uh, well, I was going to say other. Um, since we're talking about summer movies, yeah. like, um, have you guys seen Upgrade? 
No, but I really want to. Um, Like action-wise, it was some of the best action sequences I've seen in a while or very original action action sequences. And the sound is like a huge part of that movie. But story-wise and like acting, it was like, uh, Mm -hmm. okay. But some of the action sequences are excellent for sure. Well, I mean, almost a a pairing to upgrade is Venom, which is going to be coming out soon. And like I saw, like I saw those two trailers side by side, and it's like, this is the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Getting off topic, but it's on topic since we're talking about summer movies. Uh, How do you gentlemen feel about Jurassic World? Are you going to see it? What are your instincts on this? How do we go about this in our lives? I will see it. I thought Jurassic World was garbage. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> Jurassic Park is probably one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Right? Same it means here. the world to me. And I thought it was. Te- I thought I thought Jurassic World was terrible. I refuse to see it because of how bad I've heard it is. And I just, I when you watch every time I've seen the trailers for Jurassic World, and going, well, there was a money shot. Oh, there's another money shot. Yeah, that they was give probably it all away. There, there was yeah, another, like, yeah, showing everything, and you can piece together through all the trailers yeah. what the whole and yeah, movie's it's it's be. it's the it's the the second Jurassic Park movie. But now the yeah. the world version well, of the it. The first one was the first Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, right. least, exactly the same. At so. least save me the T Rex roaring. I feel yeah. like I want that in the movie. Well, like they show me that every single time I see the Jurassic World thing. I'm like, oh, there's the T Rex. I was gonna say like, yeah. I was gonna say that's the money shot we've been waiting for. Yeah. And thank you for showing that it's gonna happen. Uh, Probably in 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 what looks like the first act. Right. Like <laughs> they're in the ball. Like they're going down the hill. Chris Pratt's running after them. Not Volcano. in the ball. Volcano erupts. Dinosaurs gonna attack them. Or the T-Rex that we grew up watching is going to attack that dinosaur, going to roar. Then the volcano is going to come. They're going to all have to run off. They've fo- seen the moment that the ball goes right. in. Like, the, we've seen the but whole scene. The only thing I don't know about is the relationship between Blue and Chris Pratt, which I guess I'm kind of curious about. Mm. Like, oh, he clearly... Oh, oh, There's no curiosity. He remembers. Just... He gets tranquilized with the I other know. dinosaurs. They go away. And then, and then at the end, the Blue comes back and saves the day. <laughs> right? That's exactly what's going to happen. Like, we, we know... Ex- like, there's no question. We know exactly what's going to happen. The big, scary, new, genetic freak dinosaur is going to terrorize whatever... Like, L.A. Right. this time, I think, instead right. of, like... San Diego. San Diego or whatever. Right. And he's going to be going around. He's in the child's bedroom. Just and then Chris Pratt cool. comes in tries to shoot it it doesn't happen and then all blue fights it and but blue's gonna get hurt and killed because oh no a, a dinosaur is gonna get hurt and then for somehow the, the the military is gonna like shoot it or kill it or and something gonna, like i that. also think there's gonna be more of the redheaded lady isn't that like ron howard's kid or yeah. whatever her name is i don't know Bryce Bryce Dallas Dallas Howard. that's it she's gonna be there's gonna be more of her she's gonna be like oh look at me too well there's the scene <laughs> where the dino the, the t-rex is like tranquilized in the cage and uh, I mean, Been I don't there, know. I don't. That. I don't know if that's going to be in the first act when they're on the island, still, or if that's going to be after they all land in the water. But like, yeah. water, <sighs> going to wake up and then wreak havoc. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of summer movies, though, if we're talking about Jurassic World being a uh, predictable, formulaic, <laughs> and uh, just cash grab nostalgia hot trash. I don't know what you're talking um, about. <laughs> a, a movie that I'm actually really excited for which I think is the antithesis of all of that uh, unique, original, fun um, Hotel Artemis. Mm. Uh, I, I've seen oh. a couple of the trailers now. I mean, you're rocking Jodie Foster, Terry Crews, Dave Bautista. But is it original? Um, I, okay, so it's here's the thing. John Wick. It gives me John Wick vibes major, but I think that's actually a good thing. Uh-huh. Uh, it's because, got a great cast. Yeah, it's, it's got a great cast. The yeah. trailers look really so fun. The post. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah, a great cast doesn't necessarily mean a great movie, but um, 
in any case, I think it looks like it's going to be one of those sneak hits of the summer. Mm, could, um, yeah. And that it's going to have the fun action like Upgrade does with the humor of like a Marvel movie and this really interesting like Assassin's Universe mm -hmm. that like this John Wick, you know, lives in that realm. And uh, John Wick, those are movies too that like I, I sat down and I watched and I did not expect to like it at all. Mm, and then they mm -hmm. were just really fantastic like yeah. they're just so much fun and so i think um if, if we're talking about predictions for summer movies ha that have yet to come out i think my money's on hotel artemis i Great. think that's gonna like be a mover on, and a shaker mine is yeah. on mama mia 2 here we go again <laughs> just what we needed that's no, what I, everybody was asking i gotta for. i gotta go with the incredibles too yeah oh, and um, my sleeper hit i think is the meg the Megalodon oh, with Jason oh Statham. I, I am so mad that that's actually a thing. Yeah. I just, I'm so. <laughs> I think it'll be dumb fun. I'm sure it will. Jason Statham's in it. Fighting a giant shark. I think it'll be dumb fun. I, I love dumb fun. That's what I'm saying. I think it'll be dumb fun. <laughs> it's it's going to have all the dumbness of the Megalodon with all the big budget dumbness of a committee made movie. Yeah, it'll, it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll scratch all... that late August. Stage. I personally think it's just going to end up being dumb dumb. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah, well, you know. But we'll if the see. if the we'll Incredibles see. two isn't good, it'll break my heart and all. You know, that'll I mean, be fine. Yeah. That's gonna be exciting. It already looks pretty fun and it interesting does. and yeah. twisty and cool. That uh, baby's gonna wreak havoc. Yeah. Well, a Better Call Saul is straight up in it. <laughs> That's true. I hope the babysitter comes back because she was fun. I'm sure I she agree. will. It's like Calvin. It reminds me of Calvin and Hobbes, yeah. the babysitter. <laughs> yeah. One movie that uh, my girlfriend and I always groan at for the trailers because it's in every movie that we keep seeing is Mission Impossible Five. Oh my god! It's like, why do why? we need another one of these? You know, and that's another one where they're showing everything in the trailer. Like, I want to see beat up Tom Cruise. I was going, right. but I mean, like this. Uh, talk about like a franchise that actually could use a reboot. Get. Tom Cruise out of this fucking right. franchise. No more old man jokes. It's like that Indiana Jones Crystal Kingdom of the Crystal right. Skull. He's like, I'm an old man who can't do Indiana Jones things anymore. And they're already doing that with like Tom Cruise. Like, that's a really far jump. I don't right. know if I'll go make it. Well, yeah. like, I just, so I am when he was so filming tired. it, he didn't. <laughs> he broke yeah. I'm just right. so tired of it. Tom Cruise in those movies. Like, again, it's rife for a reboot. Like, we have all the Mission Impossible. It is an action espionage heisty. Like, it is the recipe for all of the fun stuff. Right. Just give us new fucking characters. Right. They are introducing Henry Cavill. So oh, maybe he's going to pick up the baton. Yeah. But he's the bad guy and he is the Superman and he does the thing where there's like weird sound effects when he's just like getting his arms yeah. ready for fighting. Wait, see the size of his arms. Like, oh, it doesn't really do that. Oh, like, they break the sound barrier. Oh. You know how That's in every movie Tom Cruise has that one stunt that he's actually doing, and that's like yeah. what the whole movie's yeah. you yep. know behind. I think in the next one, it should be the final one where he goes in real life to outer space, and they just leave him. Leave out him there. me. <laughs> I, just, I feel bad for Scientology. They picked him as like the staple child, and now this is going to be such a big flop. And they're gonna be like, "You're fired, Tom. Yeah. You gotta you gotta excommunicate." You're not our yeah. spokesperson anymore. God, man, oh. my God. But yeah, no, I think I think that movie's gonna be just. Like why? Simon Pegg is like the only thing I'm excited about. For right, I love Simon Pegg. but that's he's because so Simon good. Pegg is like yeah. Oh, I like Ben Rams. Yeah, he's great he's too. Yeah, but Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg oh, is yes. like <laughs> so charming. So I will charming. never get tired of Alec Baldwin in that role. <laughs> like, Every time he pops up in the trailer, I start laughing. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's the thing I like about the trailer. He's like, how many times has this guy been disavowed? How many times has he been betrayed yeah. by his own government? Every single movie, he's been disavowed. He's been betrayed by his own government. Right. Oh. Every single one. 
Yeah. yeah. That's their job. It's like, right. great, cool. <laughs> can we have somebody else get disavowed this time? Right. <laughs> Some, somebody's dying that we can very clearly hear. No, no, no. Uh, it's, it's just a fire. But out of all I Mission Impossible it movies. It might be the Mission Impossible series. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Oh, oh. The third one with Philip Seymour Hoffman, rest in, rest in peace. Like, it's oh, the best yeah. one. Yes, that one out was of the all, best one. Just calling it out. All, out of all five. I'm going to find something personally important to you. All five? <laughs> That's a very good Philip Seymour Hoffman. Five. Yeah. They try to even re- reboot it with uh, Jeremy Renner in the fourth one. Yeah. yeah. And that didn't really work out. But then out. he broke both his arms. Did he? Yeah, that's right. He broke both his arms. So he's in that movie Tag that's coming out. Yeah. And oh, for yeah. a lot of the filming, he had to wear green screen sleeves on both his arms. What? Both in casts. Yeah. There's some crazy... That's I also... I about. didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Uh, yeah. Speaking of injured actors, did you guys know about the um, guy that plays the Hulk? Uh I almost said Bruce Banner. I believe Mark Ruffalo also had like a really terrible tumor, and that's why he was like missing from like the Marvel universe for a while. He had a tumor in his head, and oh he came, God. and that's why you can see that. in some of the like scenes he's got like a little bit of like a left face issue. He lost all the feeling on his right side of his what? face. Did not you correct me that. if I'm wrong. You can look it up, but I'm pretty sure that happened. And he like went away for a while, came back, and like retrained Jeez, his whole face. Did not hear it that. It could have just been a thing I saw, but it was kept like under wraps, and for all I know, it was just clickbait. But. Man. Uh, otherwise, I'm very impressed. I mean, and he was replaced with the voice of Peter Serafin. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Infinity Wars, one more time. I have one more question. Yes, please. The bubbles. So I know oh, it's a yeah. reference to like a old Peter Quill gun, right? But why does the bubbles come up twice? Why is that the button he gets to push twice? He couldn't come up with any other thing to appear out of nowhere. Why did the bubbles happen twice? Um, well, I think the bubbles is uh, a Peter Quill thing and also a Thanos thing for sure in the comic books. Uh, he that that scene where he makes uh, Drax and uh, Mantis turn into oh god that was so upsetting yeah uh, spaghetti and oh, the yeah. other thing Ooh. the rocks yeah. yeah like those are all different ways that he's able to manipulate uh, space but no more bubbles bubbles, the bubbles yeah. was so but, cheap bubbles, after but, the second bubbles. time but yeah. I think but I think the reason that it is because it's it's like the uh, a training training us like he shot and the bubbles came out and then they came out the second time because it's like well what were you what what were you expecting more. Like, <laughs> to be honest, more he has all the infinity stones. Uh, so I wanted so more, strange. but he that th- that point wasn't like I'm going to kill you or anything. That point was like prove that you're going to kill her. Oh, you were going to kill her. That's sweet. Too bad you couldn't actually do wasn't it. Was that the first bubbles? I thought there was a second bubbles. I thought that was the second bubbles. There was a second bubbles somewhere. There was a second bubbles where he's like out. It's I thought that was the second bubbles. No, there's the second. There's one in like the big job ending parts. Yeah. He does a second bubbles. You'll have to rewatch it. I swear, I got very mad. I like yeah, genuinely I in my it. seat went, bubbles again? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> so that. I, yeah, I loved uh, Doctor Strange's butterflies, though. Oh, yeah. yes. That was really cool. And, and oh, he's just so cool. Multiplying Doctor Strange's was really yes. cool. Yes. Doctor Strange in general is just so That was really cool. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Speaking uh, of so to confirm, yes, he did have brain cancer, and he went over underwent surgery. Yeah. Right, wild. So rewatch that. that and think about that. That's wild yeah. that you can come yeah. back from something that intense and yeah. lost all feeling in his face. So. Damn, that's so scary. Right, yeah. it happened out of nowhere, and he creates crazy. He thought he had a dream about it. That's what I'd heard. He had a dream about it. Went yeah. to the doctor, um, said I had a dream, and they were like, "That's crazy." But then they did the test anyway, and it turned out the dream was correct. Whoa. He did in fact have a tumor. Awful. Wild. Yeah. So if me, follow your dreams, everybody. Yeah. Follow your dreams. Quite literally. Even if they're bad, make sure mm. you do a checkup. Yeah. Mm. One major actor injury that sticks in my mind is Harrison Ford for episode seven. Yeah. And how it like a, it broke his leg? Yeah, broke his leg on a door or yeah, something. Yeah, a door fell on him. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. 
It's like their biggest star yeah. who doesn't want to be a part of the franchise He's anyway. Gonna say, yeah. uh, tragic star is lost. Oh man. I mean, it's sad that he's so fucking cynical about it. Like, but you know, we 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 already we have Mark Hamill, who's like space dad. Yeah, and loves space dad. Like, battling space. We, every like it's it's like Viggo Mortensen. He refused to come back for the Red Skull role because he just didn't want to. Not do Viggo it. Mortensen. Not Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. Hugo, Hugo Weaving. Weaving. Yeah. All the uh, same geos. I'm sorry, uh, but yeah, Hugo Hugo Weaving coming back for Red Skull. He he didn't want to do it because he mm-hmm. said he had such a miserable time with it. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of Viggo Mortensen, Lord of the Rings, and Hugo Weaving, I um, I just love that all of the major elves from Lord yeah. of the Rings have yeah. become Marvel villains. Yeah. <laughs> they were elves once, <laughs> twisted <laughs> and evil. Twisted, yes. and, uh, twisted to the dark side. <laughs> um, it, we've... Legolas is sitting by the phone. <laughs> please bring me back please, please god Mom's all right, right tonight. well i actually really need to call we've been going for over an hour now oh. um yeah i i was okay with this being an extra long episode because it's, it's the movie route but yeah over an hour of just breaking down movies and talking about future stuff at the end of the summer are you guys kind of cool to come back to like hash on the the movies we talked about coming out you know yeah. like with the oh, venom yeah. and stuff Done. like great awesome awesome it's all um, jurassic world uh, Mamma Mia too. more music less meryl streep <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to do a really quick uh, sign-off. Um, as always, I'm Peter the Geek. Bill Murray. The Soup Man, Stephen Campbell. Brian Bouchon Walters. Steve. All right, guys, thank you again, and we'll see you next time for some more GXP. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to our show. If you liked Geek XP, help us out by becoming a contributor on our Patreon. We have bonus content, raffles, and more at patreon.com slash yourgeekxp. Geek XP is recorded live at Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens, and was edited by Peter Hargard. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FLU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited, LLC. I'm Peter Hargarden, the senior producer of podcasts here, and on behalf of everyone who worked on the show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To connect with the geeks, follow us at YourGeekXP on Facebook and Twitter. To learn more about FOU, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUStudios.com. <laughs>